Okay. I I if, if by the laws of I don't know luck this should be working. <laughs> it's, it's the only the only time and then I then you know I could be like half an hour through and be like, "Oh, your audio isn't working." Okay, it is working. Okay, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then there's always the delay. You're like, "Hey, Chad, is it working?" Yeah. yeah. No. I I think the one thing the one thing I've always found funny about streaming is um you know, I'm doing a master's in like media and broadcast production and then every time like, you know, you do you think I'd know a little bit about like audio levels and how it works and all that and every week it's always is it too loud guys <laughs> it's never oh yeah i i know how this sounds this should be okay it's always on a really awful scale so it's just uh working with that I, yeah, yeah. i i say I, I totally get that i was we um on on hall of gamers we had the the xbox cast guesting um last week uh and so yeah six people it was madness and i was talking to lee who does their editing and, and all their sort of production side of stuff and he's like, yeah, no, when I do it, I just, you know, I chop the ends off of the, the episode and put it through a, um, put it through a filter to make it sound a bit better and put it up. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, you put it through a filter. I should probably start doing that. You know, <laughs> 150 episodes into podcast. Yeah. I would, I would like to, to firstly say welcome to any of the viewers listening and to the people in my apartments next door, because the walls are extremely thin. So they're getting an involuntary insight into this podcast this morning from one source and no other. It's just, <laughs> it's going to sound like a very confusing conversation. To me, I sure. no, I genuinely think since moving in that my neighbors think I'm crazy. Cause like I've done a few like, um, streams with uh, Connor and Callie from robot Republic. And it's just been like, Oh, we're gonna play Aliens Fire Team, and it's just me like shouting all the time. Go on, get him, bait him up, will you? Go on, there, beat. <laughs> and it's just they—they're gonna think I'm like attacking someone or whatever. Podcast, I'm frozen, playing in the background. Lucky me. Okay, thank God. I thought I had left something on the background. Good to know I didn't have frozen on. Um, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't we don't want to judge. I'm not even gonna say that. You know, I'm just gonna assume Cameron's watching that on his own um and as yeah, he should sure this is for lights camera and action i assume this is <laughs> uh well yeah i mean well if it was a video game i'm sure elsa's in something i mean she's in kingdom hearts right that counts there you go yeah yeah no like like <laughs> lights camera and action is just kind of taken on a life of its own it's it's been it's been good fun doing that show but it's um here's a question man, we've watched a lot of does yeah does um does the avengers come under a video game movie now Okay, so I'll, I'll reveal to you basically how. So, well, again, I'm I'm going to just expose everything that we do on for all the shows, right? Is that um, lights, camera, and action basically came around because we needed an excuse for people to sign up for our Patreon. It didn't feel like we were just ripping them off because we because you know we we basically give them nothing for them giving us any money. Hmm. So we were like, well, it needs to be video game related. So let's do video game movies. And so we were like, okay, video game movies, sure. Um, but what, what's, what's the hit? What's the thing? I'm like, uh, cause I was like, oh, you know, like we're, we play video games. We've probably already seen all the movies. Like there's not really anything exciting, mm-hmm. but the more I've gotten to know Cameron, my co-host, the more I realize he's literally never seen a movie in his entire life. <laughs> so every time I'm like, oh yeah, that, that original Mortal Kombat movie from like the nineties, the Paul W.S. Anderson one, it's like really cheesy, but like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you think? Do you think we, we could like rewatch that? It's been a while. And he's like, oh, you know, and I haven't seen that one. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, you could probably miss that. I'm like, what about the Street Fighter movie? He's like, no, what, what about Super Mario Brothers? Nope. Um, what about any, I was, and then I was like, what about Batman? What about Inception? What about like literally, like, I, I started going outside of video game movies, but I was like, no, no, this is going to get too wide. We're going to be here for like, it'll overrun the main podcast if we just talk about movies Cameron hasn't seen. <laughs> so we've restricted it to video game stuff, but 
it's as loose as an interpretation as I could be bothered. So mm. right now we're just doing like movies that are based on video game properties, but like I'm, I'm more than happy to do some Marvel stuff and you know, whatever, whatever we want to do once we start running out of stuff. Mm. Um, but the, I think the other thing is that there are enough terrible video game movies that we're going to be doing this for a fair while before we have to branch out. Yeah. I think as Cameron put it in the chat, I'm an untapped field of cultural ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> it's starting yeah, to sound yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, Oh yeah, that actually. Oh, you've actually reminded me of the new Mario movie now again. Um, oh yes. So okay, I, can, yeah. I, I will get on to a sec, but I actually do <laughs> probably intro this sure. podcast, which is probably always a good idea because I'm I'm well aware that people coming to watch it on Twitch or on YouTube will see the title and be like, oh, it's it's a podcast episode. But those on Spotify have probably just had their ears assaulted there for the last like five seconds, just hearing us shout about different bits. Uh, so as always, this is Indian side. I'm one of the co-hosts, Ocean Johnson. Connor couldn't be here this week, unfortunately, because he is very, very busy at the moment. He's starting a new job on Monday, but I'll let him talk about that when he comes back on. I'm joined by the wonderful Matt from the Hall of Gamers podcast uh, over on twitch.tv slash Hall of Gamers pod. All the game is pod. I think Cameron changed yeah. it recently. I can again, like I'm, I, I, it's my job to know this stuff, and I never remember any of it. <laughs> oh but. no, it's another thing to blame Cameron for. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's in the chat. He'll post <laughs> it in there. And remind me. Thanks, Cameron. For sure. They are. I suppose I'm, I'm very honored to have you this morning. But you're also single-handedly carrying probably the biggest viewership I've ever had on Twitch. So appreciate it too <laughs> in that sense. So maybe in in an un, in a in an unintentional way, maybe I'm milking you for views, Matt. I mean, look, th- th- that's what <laughs> guesting on podcasts is all are about. Like, it's 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 just a big circle jerk for us to get all of our viewers together to be like, hey, look at this great person that I talked to. Look at this great person I talked to. Please join my audience. And I also have great opinions. But then you have the like one occasion where you had me and Connor on and we had no viewers. So it was a, it was a, I was, I was, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, so, sometimes you do some charity work, you know, you just get, you get any old bums off the street and you're like, oh, hey, come on. No, it's fine. It's Christmas. Get on the show. You know, we're, we're feeling generous. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that that hit that hit deep that hit deep. <laughs> um, I see. I would get through the housekeeping now, but I feel like I'll leave that to the end. I don't want to throw it on anyone. All our socials are in our little box thing in the corner that I've made some overlay for. I hope it looks okay. That's the main thing. I'm all that. That's all I'm worried about today is that stuff looks okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a few things I want to touch on this week because um, I was interested to get you and Cameron on at some stage, and I'm. You know, I'm even more delighted to have you on on more than one occasion because I do like talking about achievements and all that, specifically indie achievements because they're always like, I know some games launch without them and then they kind of get them later, which is the main thing. But that's because mm. of the whole like most of those things are, what would you call it? I don't know. They're all done. But after, I, yeah, go on. They're like afterthoughts or not. Mm. I mean, in in terms of making a game, you know, you you, you build your engine, you you write your storyboards, you, you get your narrative together, you start beta testing it. You get again. There's a lot of other pieces, and then suddenly someone goes, "Oh, sorry, am I allowed to swear on the show?" I just oh wanna, yeah, again, no, I go wanna... for it. <laughs> that ship has sailed want... long ago. <laughs> go okay, good because you know sometimes I always have to check myself a little bit, or at least check the persona. <laughs> um, but yeah, someone goes, "Oh, for fuck's sake, PlayStation and Xbox require trophies and achievements. We completely forgot about them." um what do we got well like come on it's, it's, sometimes it's like oh hey do we want to do like different art for each of the achievements like no no, no. just put the, the game box profile and just all of the achievement art and then just name it like collect collector collector the most or and just you know yeah. some really really boring stuff like people people have different love for different achievements i know a lot of indie devs in general um i think it was like mike bithel was like he was like yeah no, i'm really not a fan of them because i really feel like they it, it defeats the purpose of how people play games it, it takes the exploratory action out of it because it's like you have a, a checklist of things to do 
Um, so like I, there's, there's that view and then there's the view of like, hey, you know, I, I want to get community involvement in making the achievements as well. Like uh, recently there was a game that came out, I, I think it was Restless Night, um, that all, all the achievements were named after like community members um, that entered a, a, a Twitter competition that they did. So like a camp, like Cameron Shadowless Edge it has an achievement in that game. Hmm. So like, yeah, so there's a lot of people who, there's a lot of different views on it. So yeah, it's, it's funny you brought up Mike Beto because that probably explains why it was the first game I 100%ed was Thomas was alone because <laughs> it's literally every achievement is just complete the level. <laughs> pretty much yeah right and because yeah, he's just like ah oh, whatever like just you know I, I again i might be misremembering because it's been a long time but i do there, there have been a lot of discussions about achievements because they while they're not a priority for most people they they're in all the games right like you, mm. you they're, they're, they're part of the part of the requirements for releasing a game on an xbox or a playstation is to have trophies and achievements for the most part yeah um so usually at least some thought goes into it yeah achievements are always strange in enough sense to me because they they're like they seem as old uh to me as like you know at least in the gaming sphere as you know they're as iconic as like you know mountain dews and doritos to xbox you know that sure, sure. that sort of stuff and it's always uh it has it holds that same sort of grandeur for me as like you know like top tier chess players whenever i go into true achievements it's like oh this is like a complete world i've never seen before or look at and then it's just like there's just people in here who are like dedicating their lives to like getting this many achievements and i'm like sitting here comfortably on my 50k score like trying not to be trying not to feel bad about it sure it's it's yeah i the one of my favorite things about video games is the split between like how many sub communities can exist within a, even a single game let alone a platform a, a series you know and just video games in general like you know we we Cameron and I talk about achievements a lot, obviously, because we're that's kind of what we do. Um, but you know, every now and then we we bump against uh, the speedrunning community mm-hmm. because a lot of them have a similar mindset, right? Around like I want to get I want to get the most I can out of this game, but they take it to agree that a degree that even he and I are like this is beyond anything we could even imagine dedicating mm-hmm. our time to. But it's it's on a sliding scale, right? I'm sure that there are a huge amount of people who who play video games that are like, you guys are insane. Like, I don't even understand why and how you do the kind of things that you do for this. Um, like, what do you get out of it? Yeah. Um, and like, I, I can, I can, def- I can definitely see both sides of it. Um, it's uh, achievements are one of the biggest, if not the biggest part of my life for better or worse, just from, from, from how long I've spent working on them and, and the amount that I've gathered and, and, you know, what has led me to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Whenever I, <laughs> you mentioned speedrunners like you know you guys seem a lot more approachable than they do i just see people doing <laughs> speedruns and i'm like oh my god like that's just on a completely different level like achievements are one thing because it's like it's 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 like uh i suppose extra objectives in a game sure it's uh yeah it's like, extra it, incentive it's something that i could see myself doing and then it's just like speedrunning it's just like i just don't have the time for that i don't know how these people are doing it like some superhuman reflex is like i get up in the morning and my legs are sore like i'm hardly gonna be you know twiddling my thumbs like i don't know thousand milliseconds to get a to get a certain yeah, speed exactly and it but it's so strange though you look at that stuff and then there's still like really high twitch numbers for like um super mario 64 and all that like because they're still doing speed runs for it like i think it, in fairness stuff like that is it, it probably keeps older games alive longer if i'm honest for sure yeah it, it keeps a it keeps a community and and there's always the there's always there's always competition hmm. like that's that's one of those things that just never dies because there's always someone who can find out how to do it quicker um and there's always all sorts of strategies and that has its own community it's like what like good games done quick and all that kind of stuff like they always have they have that, they're just constantly on a rotation i mean it definitely drags up some interesting characters from the bottom of the internet but 
it's yeah it's 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 a community that just you know they 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 love what they do and they and they just have a real passion for it in a way that like even even my passion for say achievements in gaming in general um pales in comparison to that yeah no i i found it really interesting i was watching your show yesterday which is you know again fantastic by the way everyone should go and watch it but there Thank was you. um I, there was one bit you were talking about one of your previous guests that like his achievement like list on a whiteboard and like he'd go through them bit by bit yeah yeah and then yeah so oh, sorry yeah you know I, i'll just finish the point and then we can get back to it but it was um i think the, then your guest on the show was like oh yeah but i use true achievements because you know it's 2021 like who's using a whiteboard was there a time like obviously you know i i my only introduction to like achievement like hunting and like this sort of realm has been through true achievements and yourselves and all that so before that what was the sort of scene like for that was it very much more grassroots like on forums and all that doing stuff and a little bit i mean true achievements like i've been a member of true achievements for a long time now since like almost like oh nine um so like true achievements it like spun up pretty early in the X- xbox life cycle not like day one by any means but mm-hmm. uh achievements had a bit of a grab that it got people involved that it sort of appeals to the sensibilities of the same kind of people who want to 100 percent a game i mean the, the gamer score thing is basically just a logical extension of high scores and arcades right mm-hmm. it's getting super super good at a game getting to be number one and then that score being taken across every other game that you play for the rest of your life um but before true achievements and it was all automated you had things like um it was originally called uh, 360 was it xbox 360 achievements was the website i think it's just xbox achievements mm-hmm. um which was the biggest database of of uh games and achievements around pretty much um they had their yeah, a lot of forum stuff uh, they they had their own thing where you could you know create your own profile and you could add all your games to your, your collection and then what you would go through is you just go and check off your achievements as you got them mm-hmm. and it had integrated achievement guides so you would go to achievement guides and it would just pull up uh, like a roadmap if someone had written one of like what you need to do to earn the achievements and then an individual guide for each of the achievements in the list mm-hmm. it's like it's a really good system but it just kind of fell it really fell by the wayside after true achievements came out and they had an api and they could scrape all of xbox's stuff just straight away and just be like it's like well you know you don't have to keep you don't have to keep a diary or a whiteboard like you can just pull the entire list and we'll do all the work for you mm-hmm. and i think cameron mentioned me is a hall of famer that's what you are isn't it uh yeah hall of fame yeah yeah, yeah. so how does that how does that work like specifically because i know it's like an award or whatever but do they like just send it to you or do you go and like receive the award or how does that work yeah so um so basically what happened was is back last year there was a competition it was to basically celebrate the end of the xbox one and the beginning of the the series platforms Mm -hmm. where they were giving away uh hall of famers awards for people who had the most game score lifetime over the xbox one lifestyle um, uh, most achievements um and then they had one where it was like okay so that, that was like lifetime over the entire like seven or eight years and then you had ones for playing um all the game the most amount of game pass games Mm -hmm which is the one that Cameron got. Uh, and then there was one for earning the most achievements and most gamer score within, uh, it was like a three or four week period from that, like September to October, which is when I played like the most trash I played in a long time. Uh, but I, I, it was it was by region basically. And so they would give out those awards and, you know, I, so I won the I won the award for uh, lifetime game score and achievements for New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have won it for Australia as well if I'd been, but they had their own category. Uh, and uh, which I like to I like to remind the winners of every now and then. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so basically they were like, hey, here's your thing. They, they, and they so they sent me out a um, a Series X, 
uh, a year of Game Pass, uh, a hoodie that doesn't fit. Um, uh, and they sent me a trophy where the um, the Xbox logo was misaligned, and then they sent me a Series X that the disk drive didn't work. So it was off to a good start. Um, had had to, so I had to send all that back. So now now I have two trophies. Um, they sent me another one. Um, the hoodie still doesn't fit, but they they got me a replacement Series X as well. Um, so oh, as great. long as I work yeah. out enough, I can get the, the hoodie back on, then I should be good to go. <laughs> But yeah, it, it wasn't, I mean, like, it was a marketing thing that they did, but they, it was the first time that they'd talked about achievements and gamer score in a serious way and actually put some, mm. like some marketing behind it in a very long time. So we were very surprised. Yeah, for sure. The, the, the achievement system, while it's obviously, like we said, a, a part of every Xbox game has not really been given a lot of love and support by Microsoft for, mm. for many, many years. Um, and, and as Cameron points out in the chat, the, the competition itself also went to, went to shit as well because the, they had a leaderboard, but the marketing agency that they were using who were actually doing all this stuff did a pretty bad job. So Cameron didn't even win the first time. They had to go back and recount it, basically. <laughs> so yeah, it, was, it, was, it was an absolute shit show. I mean, like I was lucky because like, I'm, I was a shoe-in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm more than double the, ga- the overall game score of anyone else in the country. So like, there was mm. no way I wasn't going to win. <laughs> But like, what there, a there subtle are... flex, man. So oh no, no that, that's not. There's nothing subtle about that. I'm fucking fantastic, right? Like, I'm I'm amazing at what I do. Um, I just happen to be a very a very big fish in a very small pond. Mm-hmm. Um, there are um, there are other regions where it was way more competitive. Like, if you were in the US or in or in Canada or in some parts of Europe, you were shit out of luck. Yeah. So my chances um, of doing it are, are just squandered now at this stage. I mean, it's, 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 it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty difficult. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to do anything like it again. I, ho- I, like, I hope they do more stuff with achievements and they bring more stuff out about it because like, obviously, you know, it, it's not going to change whether I play games that way or not, but it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to have support and see new stuff and have new incentives to play video games. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's such a strange... Like, I don't mean it in a bad way, but it's just it's such a, a strange insight into a community because like, you know, you think you've been playing games for, I don't know, like how long? Like, I mean, I remember like... I mean, I was quite late to the 360 era, but I remember picking it up and then kind of playing that. And I kind of thought I was in the loop as to what was going on. And then it's just like, there's all this other stuff going on in the background. It's just like, oh, I just never realized that there was such a big community behind this. And then speedrunning was the other one as well that I discovered recently. It's like, it's just these, it, it's it's really cool. But at the same time, it's so like, oh my God, these people have got so much more knowledge on this stuff than I ever will. <laughs> it's just, it, yeah, no, no, yeah, go on. It, I was saying it's 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 the PhD principle, right? Is that you, you start off at a base level and you learn a lot of stuff, and then you start getting really, really granular and becoming an expert on a tiny, tiny piece of something that no one. And then suddenly you're the only person who knows anything about this really minute thing. You have no one to talk to. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like you know, achievement hunting is is not quite to that stage yet, but we're definitely, as we always say, a niche of a niche. So you know, whenever it's like, man, why don't they do this? And it's like because there's only like a hundred thousand of us in the entire world. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. Have you come across any sort of cool achievements during your days or any ones that are particular favorites? Whether it's, I suppose, you know, it sounds cool or whatever, or like it just generally took you a large amount of time to do. So you're like, okay, I, I'm um, ready for this. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, I mean, most of the stuff in Neverwinter. So the, so ne- Neverwinter is, is, for those who don't know, is a online it's MMO uh, that I started uh, regretfully a very long time ago. Um, I'm going to say basically under duress. Um, I'm the, for those who know me, I'm a sucker for peer pressure. They call me the man with a rubber arm. It's very, very easy to pressure me into doing things that I really shouldn't. Hmm. Um, and playing Neverwinter was one of those things, but it has some achievements in there. There was one for, um, even it was just completing a, a, a 50 on 50, 
um, stronghold match. Um, it was, so you had to be part of a guild. It was like very complex to set up. And like back in the day when the update first came out, everyone was doing it, right? Mm -hmm. But it became one of those things that it was like, okay, where am I going to find a hundred people to help me with this? Like, like how am I going to crowdsource this achievement? Because I need like the, the and so and like I had to call on all of all the favors I knew, talk to all the other <laughs> guilds that I knew. Like it was like, I, I had like the, I had the, the chart out. I had the string and everything. I'm like, okay, I've got a favor for this person or I need to do this for this. And okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give these people this item. I'm gonna run this raid with these people. And like, I don't even like Neverwinter is the other <laughs> thing is that like, I, 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 it's not even like, it's, it's a, it was a fine enough game. They, every time they update it, they make it worse. But like, I'm not, that's not even like a kind of game that I even enjoy all that much, but it's like, it's, it was on the tag. I needed the achievement. I mean, I, I have an addictive personality as, as I'm sure most achievement hunters do. Uh, and a real completionist mindset. So I have a real drive to try and finish as many achievements as I can. Mm -hmm. um, but I say like, maybe like in terms of like proud, one of my proudest achievements might be um, Grinder Supreme for uh, for Dive Kit because that was the one that earned me my, my 1 million. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, took a, it took quite, a, I mean, it didn't take as long as some of the other achievements, but it was one of the ones that I really dedicated myself to saying, no, I'm going to just play this until I get this. Uh, and it's going to be mind numbing, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, but there's so I've earned so many achievements over the years. It's kind of hard to, to go back. And I, I remember games fondly. I don't necessarily remember achievements if that if if that uh, makes sense. Yeah, I think the the funniest thing uh, I always love is because I like to think I have some level of journalistic output from doing my degree, and it's always like. The, the one thing that always draws me to this, this like sort of stuff. It's probably why I love the achievement hunting and like. Um, speedrunning stuff so much from a distance it's because i love the like weird and wacky side of stories that you'd, you'd never hear about and it's like not that it's weird or wacky i don't mean that in a bad way but you know what no, I, mean? no, I, like, understand. I understand i understand i mean like, it's, it's the kind of stuff that could only happen in a community that are addicted to popping points in a game that don't really matter and yeah. and where it's like oh what's well so I, I guess you know like like an example of that is i've been i've been sort of on semi-vacation from serious achievement hunting for a little bit in mm -hmm. terms of like going crazy and playing everything that comes out and just earning the easiest points possible um i'm sitting at the top of like uh new zealand the Aus the oceania region australia new zealand leaderboard uh for a gamer score however one of my friends uh, mephisto he's slowly creeping up on the australian side he him and rogue have been going back and forth and slowly creeping up and they're beginning a little bit close to me they were about eighty thousand points away from me and so each game is about a thousand points so that's still a fair distance but it was he was going up faster than i was so eventually he was going to catch me mm -hmm. i was of two minds saying oh you know well it's like i'm not really all that bothered i've been doing this for a long time i'm still be number one in new zealand i don't really care um but then he made the mistake of issuing a challenge on true achievements <laughs> so everyone could see it saying oh i'm i'm gonna be ahead of him by the end of october so I said, oh, are you now? Okay, well, now, now that it's official, <laughs> I've decided to play, I've decided to earn 125,000 uh, gamer score in a single month. Just like that, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, uh, like, to be fair, it was a rough month. Um, but it's, it, it's the things like that, where it's like, like, I, I had no plans on playing half the, you know, half the trash that I looked at there, but just given the right, right motivation, the right push, it brings out the competitive spirit and you just kind of, that's, that's what achievement hunting is kind of about, right? It's, it's about, getting the most out of your video games, getting the most experiences out of your games, but also like pushing each other and, and trying to, to it, it's a competitive scene. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's as competitive as you want to make it basically. Yeah. Now I remember um, 
just for like a month or whatever. I think I mentioned this to you before, but for like one of the months I was looking at my gamer score was like thirty thousand or something. It's like this is actually woeful. Like I can't I can't go near Matter Cameron again with such an awful score. Because I think even Connor has like over a hundred thousand or something, if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, I need to I need to bulk it up. So I, I, I went out of my way like one month and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a month and I'm gonna at least try and double my score, which is like another thirty thousand, which is, you know, pocket change to you guys, but you know, <laughs> it's a it's I still like that's still huge yeah that's that's still huge i mean in, <laughs> I did, <laughs> anything about yeah i didn't even do it though i got to like fifty one thousand, and i like left it there but the only the only like like this like um the only bit that like was very ha- helpful for me was that you know on like xbox it shows like your friends like how much they've gotten this month or whatever mm-hmm. like i used to be relatively competing for the top that's just not happening anymore ever since i added you and cameron on xbox there's not <laughs> even a chance i go for third now if that's the best thing hey, that's great right i mean that, that was that was the old <laughs> joke when when we used to do real gamer school when i jo- when i joined them uh we there was the whole thing because part of the persona I played up was that like, I hated the audience one week and I loved them the next and just kind of keep them guessing. It was just cause it was just something fun while I was, I, I wanted a gimmick and I thought it was, I thought I thought I was hilarious. Mm. Um, but so one, one of the jokes that I made was that um, someone was complaining about like, Oh, you know, going through on TA and having to like sort out your friends list and you have, you, you have a bunch of people on there that you don't really know, but they added you cause you played together like once and you're trying to rack your brain and be like, who are these people? And I came out and basically said, I was like, well, you know, anyone who's higher gamer score than me, I just remove them from my, my friends list. So I just don't see them. <laughs> um, and, and this was, this was when I was like 200 or something. So I still had a heap of people who were active in the achievement hunting community who were way ahead of me. Yeah. Um, so I, I was just being a real dick about it, but like, that's, that was kind of the approach, right? Is it like, well, achievement hunting, like it's, 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 it's great to have like things to aim for in terms of like, oh, Hey, like, you know, I want to hit like stallions, like Smirnoff, who's at the top hit like 3 million which is like insane yeah um but like it's also about like what you want to get out of achievement hunting like why you want to achievement hunt how you want to do it like there's a lot of different styles like cameron for example his achievement hunting style is to start every game he's ever played and just get the most just get bits and pieces out of it and have like a lot of sort of piecemeal experiences and sort of bring them together and only really get like super into like a game like death's door for example that he absolutely loved yeah um Whereas I'm a, I'm on the completionist mindset where I'm like if I start something I'm gonna try my best to finish it completely, mm-hmm. uh, um, come hell or high water no matter how many hours it takes me, before moving on to something else. I mean I've been a bit more lax on it and spread myself out a little bit more mm-hmm. over the years, but yes. Yeah, so, so there are people and like who was on um, Firehawk was on our show last night. He's like he's at ninety nine point six percent completion. Like I don't even know how you do that. The, the the man the man completes every game he's ever touched. Yeah. And so, like, even I'm, like, in awe of something like that. So, it's, like, it's all sliding scales. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turbandosaurus Rex wants to know, you know, your comment about, you know, you remove all the friends that have a higher scores than you. She wants to know, is that why you're still friends? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so I, have, I have, I got a lot of, yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte's fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm, I'm very good friends with her because there's, there's no way in hell she'd be with me. <laughs> oh yeah no because it went from like one month to be like oh such and such is 210 score ahead of you and i was like such and such is 16,000 score ahead of you and it's just like yeah no there's no need to rub it in and then you know funny enough you decide the one month that i'm going to start up because you've your like true achievements board in which people can kind of go and join and you know whatever and I, I think people should as well i think it's really funny um down the lower in the scale of you're there it's really nice to see who's going to battle it out for last um there was <laughs> the one month at the month after i decided to get like 21,000 gamer score or whatever you decided to then open that up you know so that my hard work wasn't even recognized uh, after all that so 
Th- every I mean, month it's just been zero. Apparently, there's someone who gets minus five some months. So yeah, I, I don't know how that. I don't even know how that happened. Someone got minus five. Like I, I like I literally don't know how that happened. Um, there, there, there must have been a miscount or something. Yeah, but I am. I, I mean, I was chuffed that month because Amanda wasn't last. So I think I was second last. So <laughs> you know. I mean, hey, as as long as you're on the board, that's the main thing, right? Earning as as long as you're making some progress. That's it. I've we're, been. We're, um, yeah, I've been operating on the idea that if you're second, you're the first of the losers. So, you know, we're all the same past number one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've been telling. That's what I tell Cameron every single week when, when when he's on. I'm just like, well, you know, first of the losers, it's just it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, 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 you're, you're 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 all below that. But then, you know, because I I had a that that month was really good for me because I was like, oh, you know, every week top of the leaderboards, top of the leaderboards, and then I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I will just take a break and go back to playing games I like. And now I'm like sitting in the middle of the pack, and I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Get that little itch. I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe I should push to maybe be on top of the leaderboard again. But it's like, no, you have to, you gotta, gotta pace yourself because at the end of the day, you're you're only really competing with yourself. Hmm. I think over the course of when I was doing that, I learned to like hate the point and click adventure games because uh, they're like, they're literally the the stuff that everyone's like, oh yeah, you can do this in an hour, but it's like an hour watching a guide and it's just like no fun at all. And I remember just being like, oh yeah, I'll crank out the tentacle game tonight. Wait, which by that sounds really weird by the way so i know this i don't even remember do, the do, name do you guys do clip of the week like we do because that, that's a pretty good one for that yeah <laughs> oh yeah no that was that was a different website sorry um yeah but the, oh no it's just i don't know what it is all the old lucasfilm stuff um yeah it is day of the tentacle yeah <laughs> it's day of the t- thank god someone yeah. knows <laughs> yeah oh yeah day of the tentacle yeah exactly um but yeah no i just i, I don't know i just i think i generally learned to hate that but i also now have an intrinsic knowledge of lucasfilm games so you know it's a it's a lose-lose situation i think well yeah because i mean we cameron and i have the debate all the time around like what what's a good gamer score like what's Mm. like what what shows that someone's an achievement hunter um and so usually it's like anywhere from like fifty thousand to a hundred thousand you know you used to indicate that like oh you know you're probably at least interested in achievements and you put some real effort into getting them Mm. but Lately, there's been a lot of releases in terms of games like Radalika. Radalika publishes a new game every week. The games are usually about maybe an hour to two hours long, at least to earn the, all the achievements. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, publishers like Zidalon who release a game that you can complete in 20 minutes, and then they'll release a title update every six months for another 1,000 points that you can complete in another 20 minutes. So in terms of like racking up score those are essentially like the steroids of, of the, of the achievement hunting world where it's like, if you need a quick boost and you, and, and you know, you, you don't mind playing some absolute trash, mm. you just pile a bunch of those things onto your tag and suddenly, you know, you're up 50,000 having played like 40 games and spent a week. Yeah. I mean, pretty much yeah, that's what I did. Like I picked all the games on game pass that were short and easy to complete. And then there's a few I bought, which were like four euro, five euro, whatever that are like 2000 achievements in like five minutes or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it got to the stage cause I had like my PC beside me and it, ha- it has integrated Xbox on it. So it's like the achievements pop up on that as well. So like for a second, like when I played one of those games, I'm pretty sure there was like a fever dream of just hearing the Xbox achievements out on both the console and the PC at the same time. I was like, what's going on here? I'm going mad. Like, this is actually crazy. Um, it's strange because you, you don't get that sort of same, I don't know, for lack of a better word, sense of achievement from like a PlayStation trophy, do you? I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask. Like one of our um, one of our previous guests on on Real Gamer Score, um, CJ, he like he's a big trophy hunter, like mm. huge one. Um, 
and like he like he's moved over to xbox as well because he decided he he also issued me a challenge but i think he's at like eighty thousand, so he's got a little bit of work to do um i guess the it i think you get a better like i I like the idea of the playstation system of having the platinum and it's like Mm. here's the thing you get for getting everything else you're done pack the game away and you can show off the platinum trophy to someone and say oh yeah i've got like 150 platinums Mm. um and like we don't have that with xbox it's just like well you know ta will tell you how many games you've completed but it's just a list of achievements basically um so i i mean it's it's basically the same system for the most part um but it doesn't have the score attached to it i think is maybe it it depends on what what you think is important is it it the overall score is it the number of achievements is the number of completed games is it like ratio um, it, there's there's more options, I guess, with with Xbox. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's always I I think generally whenever I see it, maybe it's because I played Xbox a lot longer than I played PlayStation. But it's always um, I think the number element to it is always what either drove me to get another achievement or whatnot. Because it's like mm. oh, there's like a tangible number there, which, which like PlayStation's like here's your number of trophies. Um, yeah, and they have like a leveling system, but it's like it's not it's not one to one. Yeah. Um. Hey, what else do I want to talk about this week? Half an hour in, I, I somehow I've managed to talk about achievements. I mean, well, you've done most of the talking, so fair play. Thank you. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm here for. Yeah. There was one thing, actually, there was one really interesting thing I want to touch on, because we were talking about, like, uh, gaming, movies, and TV, and all that. And I saw this week Raw Fury, the guys who publish games like Sable and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Night Call, some of the other games, well, I'm thinking of Call of the Sea. Call of the Sea, yeah. yeah. They signed a deal with DJ2 to bring a load of their properties to TV and film, which hmm. I thought is kind of cool because it's nice to see indie games getting that treatment. It's it's because you it's usually the big properties to get it. So like Mario, um, Sonic was one there last year. There was you know as you mentioned Mortal Kombat, which had a movie as well. So it's I don't know I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. I, obviously nothing has come for me yet. It's very preliminary, but. I mean, it could be an interesting thing. I mean, I've played a bit of Sable. I mean, I could imagine it making a good TV show, if I'm honest. Um, mm. I, I don't know. What do you think about it? I don't, the, like, I'm glad it's happening because more people should experience these stories. Like, the thing is, is that a narrative can be written by anybody, right? That, that, that was always the, the barrier to entry with video games was one person can write a book. You can, one person can make a film just about, you know, maybe you have a couple more people. But it's like, it usually takes a team to make a video game back mm. in the day. And now it's like, well, you know, one person can make a video game and there's no reason why that that like that story is any less has any less merit than something that's on Netflix or TV or in a movie or a book, you know? So and, and having it be like, you know, cross media makes makes perfect sense. And the line between what is a TV what's what's a movie and what's a video game gets blurred with, you know, every Wales interactive FMV game that comes out and and every every sort of cross promotional thing in movie licensed stuff. I mean, like just because it's a you know a licensed property doesn't mean it's going to be bad, right? I mean, mm. like Netflix bought like Netflix bought uh, Night School um, Studios, who did Oxenfree, uh, and um, and now they're looking at doing stuff for Netflix in terms of like on their gaming division, and like whether those are going to be just just they're just going to be oh just games with a Netflix studio banner on it, or whether it's going to be some sort of more interactive experience. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But like I'm I'm excited to see it. Yeah. No, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Because it used to be, I mean, for the most part, games were very much relegated to, if they were brought into a different medium, it was always film. It was never yeah. TV. And like, you know, these these ones at the moment that will possibly come to TV, it won't be for a while, I'd imagine. But then you've got The Last of Us, which is also getting a HBO show, which mm-hmm. I don't know much about, but I'm, you know, steadily interested for it. There's yeah. um, 
what's the other one? Resident Evil is getting another movie, which I, there's a lot of people divided on. <laughs> for which I I kind of get. I'm I'm kind of into it at the moment though because it has the same sort of cheesiness of those games. Yeah, so Cameron and I did one of our recent lights Cameron action uh, movies we did was the original Resident Evil movie from 2003 or four or whenever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's they, I'm, I'm I'm glad that they've they've made it a bit more video game relevant now. They've done a lot more on the animated stuff and they're trying to tie it in a bit more, so it's not just some random plot lines thrown together. The, the thing, the the video game industry has evolved within the movie industry at least. I mean, Miljovic still shows up in terrible movies like Monster Hunter. But it doesn't. It means that like it doesn't just. Ha- it's not just that. You know, mm-hmm. you get like your Netflix series, like um, like the Castlevania series on on Netflix is incredible, mm-hmm. and like I'm so glad that like that that got turned into a thing because like I love Castlevania and like I'm really like the story. But the story is not usually the big selling point of the game. It's going around and beating things up with a whip. So you know, taking a narrative from that and being like, oh yeah, you know, we'll we'll try something a little bit different. You know, we'll go with an animated art style. We'll actually get some like relatively large name actors to do the voices and that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. it shows that there's i'm um, you know it shows that there's an interest yeah um i'm just hoping that it continues i mean if the the witcher tv show is mm-hmm. by any indication it seems to be doing quite well for them so hopefully there's going to be more of it um and yeah like you said the uh um the last of us is looking really really interesting mm-hmm. i have a i've I, i'm probably like the strangest person in the world but my first ever introduction to the witcher was that show because I've never played a Witcher game or read the book. I have <laughs> I have all three of the games, but I've never played them for some reason. It's like, you know, when you see the stuff on sale, it's like, oh, that's only two euro. I'll, I'll get that and I'll play it later. <laughs> I just haven't touched it. And I, I've tried playing uh, three, like, on two occasions. But it's one of those cases where, you know, open world games are, I think, very much you either need to set aside a week to play it or you just don't play it because it's like mm-hmm. i think i started the witcher 3 like twice and then you get so far into it and then you leave it and then you come back it's like oh i need to start again and then you start again it's like i know what's going to happen i've done all this like but it's yeah. part of the process really because it the one thing that's the one thing i don't really like about those open world games is that if you leave for like this actually this happens in all games but particularly it's it's difficult for open world ones if like if you leave for i'd say I don't know, like a week or something, you'll come back and you'll have forgotten all the mechanics. And you're like, oh, I need to relearn all of this. And you, like at that stage, you could be a pretty like high level stuff and it could get really frustrating because you're just dying all the time. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you, especially if you've played like three other games in the middle of that or whatever. Mm. You're like, oh, you know, I've been jumping into other stuff and completely forget the controls. That's kind of how I... It's, it's funny we talk about The Witcher actually because the, the Xbox cast are doing an event called Witcher Ween that are trying to get people to play The Witcher for Halloween. Mm. Um, and so I had The Witcher 3 sitting. In, I've did, I did the original list for it when it came out, um, but they released a Game of the Year edition with the DLC included that's a separate achievement list. So I have a, a reason to go back and replay it all. Um, but it's been sitting there, like like you said, for years at this point because I just grab, I grabbed it when it was on sale. Like I have my other 200, 300 games that I have in my backlog that I haven't done yet. Mm um which is why i don't buy games anymore i try not to because i've I've realized i need to i need to start working on what i've got but like the the witcher is like going it took an event and a bunch of people pushing and prodding me to to go back to it for me to be like okay i'll get past the open worlds like oh my god there's too much to do i'm feeling overwhelmed i just want to play something simple um so i i I totally get that and like that happens to me with like a lot of games Mm. like when it comes to like picking something new to play from a a massive list you have to weigh up okay well how much time is this going to take 
is this going to be any good? What have other people said about it? Like, you, you basically need to get up, you know, get get off the checklist. Okay, it's like, what are the what are the achievements look like? Is it like, do I need to do multiplayer and co-op? Do I need to organize someone else who has the game? Um, yeah, which which of my friends have played it? How difficult is it? What how time consuming is it? What else have I got on my plate? Um, am I in any co competitions? Um, is it like in Game Pass, so I need to do it really quickly, or is it leaving Game Pass? Like, there's so many other considerations around like what to play that it becomes a you get sort of uh, paralyzed by indecision yeah i remember when red dead redemption 2 was leaving game pass i was like oh it's leaving this weekend i was like there's no way i'm gonna finish that by the weekend i'm not getting near i'm not going near that um i ended up buying it at the stage anyways at christmas and i it was one of those games that i just binged into because it's so good um mm. i've met a few people who really really dislike it so i feel like it's a love or hate rockstar game if i'm honest yeah, I'm kind. Of, I kind of feel that way about Red Dead in general. I know people absolutely love the first game, but it just it didn't really click with me. I mean, like mm. I've done it all. I've, I've finished all. Um, I, I've played a little bit of two, but not enough to earn any achievements, or at least not on my main tag. Um, it's it's. I have the exact same thing though. It's like look, this is going to be a big time commitment. I need to know that I'm actually going to be enjoying this, or at least getting a lot out of it. Um, and so I probably will because it'll. It's one of those. It's kind of. At this stage, it's almost like required playing to at least have an opinion on it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we'll 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 see. It's it's in the backlog somewhere. Yeah, I I think in general, the open world games are very hit or miss with me. It's like some of them will if if it's if it comes at the right time, I'll love it. So like stuff like Marvel Spider Man, Red Dead Two. Mm. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima was more recent, which I really liked because I was just like, oh, I really want a samurai game that will let me just be a samurai, and it's just like the market for that is surprisingly quite small for open world big games so i was like oh well mm -hmm. this seems perfect and it, it justified getting a playstation 5 so i mean right, yeah. at the end of the day what who's the real winner there um the other thing i suppose it, it's a good segue on to games we've been playing this week i mean you i'm expecting you to carry this because you know doing a degree and everything i've had very little time to play much stuff but i played bits and pieces uh, of a lot of it so let, let me let me know what you're doing Sure. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've played a few things. Um, it's it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a, um, a an indie week for me actually. Funnily enough, mm. or as indie as, as I kind of get. Um, I I've been playing a lot of stuff that was in Game Pass just because I was like I was looking for something new. I've I've kind of I've got a big grind going on with Fear Two every weekend, and that's kind of doing my head. And that's like you know two hundred hours, mm. so it's going to be till till the end of the year at least. Uh, so I'm trying to play like shorter, more interesting usually indie experiences that are kind of like more meaningful and I actually quite I like enjoy them and they're a bit different. So I played uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, which I know I'm super like late to the party on that because I know every <laughs> man and his dog's played it and been like, oh, look how interesting it is and how it subverts stuff. And But like I, like I knew, like I, I've had most of it spoiled for me going into it because you, you, you know, it, it's been out on PC for like five years or whatever. Hmm. But um, if you, if like, if you have any interest in visual novels, um, which I do like. I, I I quite like the the idea of visual novels. Most of them aren't super well written, but like the the I think I think it's I think it's a good medium to be yeah. like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's a great way to to tell a story, uh, a certain type of story, uh, usually a very Japanese story. Um, <laughs> but like Doki Doki, like just just like oh, we're gonna take that and just turn it on its head in some very interesting and messed up ways. Um, I yeah, like I, I like I I loved it. Like the the guides are like, oh, you can just skip all the stuff and get all the achievements. But I was like, actually, like I kind of want to see where this goes. Like I'm curious to see, like if it was just going to be your standard like you know, uh, harem romance, you know, snooze fest story, then yeah, I would have just hit skip and just got all the achievements and be done with it in an hour. But mm -hmm. 
it's like no actually there's there's a lot more to it um it goes into like some some like dark topics around like mental health and that kind of stuff um and gets very meta and interesting um so like i would definitely recommend it i think it only came out to xbox like relatively recently um like a few months ago so yeah I'd definitely get on that um when you if you see it on a sale mm-hmm. um it's a bit it's it's still short though like it's not there's not a huge amount to it um and because it's a visual novel you know you will see a lot of the same text so you just kind of skip through that once you've read it but you know it's got like routes and stuff like that but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, i was i was i was quite interested in i don't know i mean do you play any visual novels or any anything else like that i think the only visual novel i own was like i don't even know what it's called anymore but i, I remember seeing it it was like here's how you get like a thousand gamer score in 10 seconds and like you can just it's this game and it, it apparently it's series x optimized which i'm like why does a visual novel need optimization for a next gen console like that and then <laughs> it's literally like you go into it you just click skip for the entire chapter you get like 200 gamer score per chapter and it's like oh well that was that was fun and easy <laughs> do, do, do you know what the messed up thing is is that I can't actually tell you because there are actually, there's quite a few of those on there. So from that description, I can't actually narrow that down to which <laughs> one you played. I've, I've definitely played it, yeah. but it could be, it's like, it could be, there's, there's like there's like one called The Language of Love that it might be. There's one called like Winter's Daydream or Snow Dream or something or other. There's, yeah, there's there's a, there's a bunch of them that are like that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's kind of what I mean with that stuff where it's like just generic, boring, like not interesting, just kind of like achievement bait, basically. Mm. I remember yeah, my my always knowledge of like visual novels was very because I've, I've never like delved in that mean I remember there was always that like uh, the old sort of horror like visual novel that everyone knows of like it gives you a jump scare at the end where like the guy comes up the screen is like head twist right yeah that's that's a very classic I think thing in just horror culture in general but I haven't yeah. ventured into it as much outside of that I mean the other thing is that like it's a very japanese medium so like a, a lot of it hasn't been translated like it, it tends to like not get a lot of international releases and the ones mm. that do are very very niche and then the and then of that niche most of it's porn to be honest just just like just <laughs> like that's just mainly what visual novels are unfortunately there's just a lot of that um yeah well fortunately depending on you know point of view i suppose but like in, in terms of like on the xbox and like actual like like games with interesting narratives and stuff there's, there's not a huge amount of it so when i do see them i'm like oh that's interesting i want to jump on that yeah um which, which kind of leads me into this, the second thing that i played was um was i just got recently added to game pass uh, ai uh sonium, sonium oh, yeah, yeah. uh which is essentially a visual novel um in the same way that kind of like phoenix wright is is a, a visual novel um where it's a very weird interesting story about dreams and brain scanning and like being a detective and um i wasn't quite sure what it was going to be like going into it i was like oh hey you know like i I know this guy's made a couple of like really interesting narrative games in the past that use like a lot of like diverging narratives and like a lot of weird mystical stuff and like very like like very intriguing not standard not like non-linear storytelling yeah um but this game is like literally as you play through it you can go back to whatever chapter you've been to before and it pulls up like a cork board with like photos and like string and stuff like that like trying to tie it all together like it's you know like you try to work out a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. um but the game basically is you are a detective you've been called to a murder scene uh for some for someone that you know they're like dead there and you need to investigate and basically figure out who murdered them and why uh and then then it just like it and then it just goes places um mm-hmm. it, it it has it's a very Japanese game in that it has some real tonal whiplash in terms of like, okay, this is a horrific murder scene. This is a horrible thing that happened to this person. And, um, you know, you stumble upon a body and you're like, oh my God, that's a horrific way to kill someone. 
and then like you basically like all you do in the game is like investigate stuff like a point and click and then talk to people and ask them questions and then move on to the next scene and occasionally like there are like puzzles and there's like mm. some interactive puzzle scenes that you do it's it's like a very simple game narrative first gameplay second which is kind of how i like my games if i had a choice mm-hmm. but yeah you get like horrific murders or like you know horrible horrible stuff happening to people and then you know you, you click on a receptionist and it just says uh, there is a receptionist with huge boobs behind this desk. You're like, oh, okay. And then you press on her again. Um, like, and it, it won't gray out. If there's more things for them to say, they won't gray out. Also, there's like a million references in this thing. Like, so obviously, the real nerds writing this. It's like tapping on again. It says there are huge breasts behind this this counter. And then you tap again. Huge breasts. That's it. Like, it's just like oh, okay, right. So it's just a real pervy, weird game. Um, there's a part where you're talking to an AI. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the crime scene. She's like, I'm not going to let you do that. That's insane. She's like, all right, Hal, calm down. Like, I'm like, like what, what universe do they live in that they've, they've seen Space Odyssey and Terminator? And like, it's all like, it's just references every five seconds. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of all over the place, but it also kind of needs to like seem to be believed that someone was like, yeah, just green light this idea. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Hmm. Um, sure. I, yeah, I, I love weird and wacky stuff like that. That's kind of off the wall and just kind of like not your typical, you know, uh, gunmetal gray dog shit brown military first person shooter you know yeah and we've been getting a lot of that recently in fairness there's yeah i mean it's beta season it feels like 2010 again really doesn't it because you got like halo it... battlefield call of duty yeah all in the one because it used to just be like battlefield every now and then and then call of duty really wasn't it just every year yeah without cool duty every year getting I, basically yeah. going between modern combat and then world war Two, and then back to modern combat and they couldn't decide which one they wanted and then they were like black ops is kind of in the middle yeah, no, I, I, I still at the stage where I just can't stand playing those games anymore. It's just like no, no. I used to enjoy them when I was when I was younger. Um, I, I say that as if I'm old now. I used to enjoy it when I would like. I used to enjoy it back in like Black Ops. I think Black Ops Two was the last one I properly enjoyed. I, I did like Infinite Warfare in fairness. I think it's a really good story and it's probably very mm. criminally underrated. Um, but yeah. outside of that, it was like what were the other ones I I, I played? It was. Mm, yeah, no, I, I have really? played... I'm pretty sure I've played all of them. Maybe I Modern skip... Warfare's Ghosts, Advanced I, Warfare. I unfortunately have, like, 33 days of time put into Black Ops 4. Wow. I, I know. Four. I I know. I, I, I don't know how I did it either. Like, I don't remember a lot of that time, and that's probably because playing it made me very sad. But it's just... Right. It's like... I, I remember... Because I was really into the zombies mode at the time. I think I've, like... I think yeah, no, it was the first. I think I was on. I think I got to like round one hundred and seventy or something in one of the zombies modes. Then, so that would clock up a good few hours. But it's yeah. just like yeah, no. It, out of all the games, like to put that much time into Black Ops Four is like probably the one I hated the most because I really don't like Black Ops Four <laughs> anymore. Um, there was even a time when I got really into the multiplayer, and I've never gotten into co- uh, competitive multiplayer before in my life. And then Black Ops Four is the first time it happened. I was just like, it's just not my jam. What am I doing here? Like. It was, um, I think, Black Ops 4 here that was, I don't know, I hadn't been exposed to many indie games at the time, so it was probably the case that there was, wasn't was much AAA stuff coming out or something. Yeah, we, we kind of, I mean, we're, we're kind of in that, we're in, the, yeah, like, like you said, we're kind of in that again, right? Where it's like, there is definitely still AAA stuff coming out, mm. but we, we kind of go through some strange droughts. I mean, this one kind of makes sense in terms of you know, COVID, the yeah. impact of development through COVID and all that kind of stuff, but yeah it's there, there are good years and bad years right it's depending on i mean there's always games to play and there's always new stuff coming out but it's just whether you see it or not or have access to it yeah i think even now though like you know this year i think was even a lot better than then because 
I don't even. I can't even remember what other games came out the year Black Ops Four was out. Like, because at least this year you have stuff like Death Loop, Halo Infinite, Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. Uh, I suppose Con Vanguard. I'm not particularly miffed on it. It looks like another reskin of their stuff, like usual. Um, and plus, I I don't think I'd buy an Activision Blizzard game now, anyways. After all the stuff, so it's not yeah. something I touch, anyways. I mean, it's a you know people are having big uh, moral like conundrums over because like they like those games you know i can just be like i'm not buying it because i don't like it anyway so it's yeah it's an e- easy choice yeah, yeah. but uh it uh, i don't know i can see why there's nothing happening in activision blizzard because those games are it just looks like such buggy messes whenever i see them i get it now granted i haven't engaged with cod vanguard like at all really um like i've seen the odd clips of it you know glitching out and whatnot and i've seen the same for like battlefield 2042 and that so I don't know. I think I think it looks like Halo's year, anyways, in that sense. When it comes to, I mean, if Halo comes, well, if Halo comes out this year, right? That was always <laughs> the thing. I mean, like, I'm, I'm I'm almost certain it will, but like, you know, we haven't hit it yet, and, and until it's in my hands, I won't I won't believe it. Um, also, and even then, yeah. they're, they're not bringing out like the Forge mode and the co-op aren't going to be in it at launch. Yeah. So, no, that's what I was thinking because it's like, I think Halo 5's beta was actually quite good, anyways. Like, there was nothing wrong hmm. with Halo 5's beta, and then now people really don't like Halo 5. Uh, or well, yeah. I suppose that's a bit. Yeah, that's a bit of a, an understatement. I think some people do quite like it. It's just the majority of people that you ever mention Halo Five to, like, oh yeah, that's the bad one, or like. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, they've, 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 Halo has had so many good ones that I'm, I'm, mm. you know, I'm not surprised. Like, like Halo One is is fantastic. Halo Three is like one of my formative like video games that I ever played. You know, it was the first time I had like a big four player co op experience that. I played all the way through from launch yeah uh, and then like reach was great and then four was all right and then five was kind of you know i mean the, the multiplayer in five i think is still fine um it's yeah. really the single player that most people have the problem with because the story just kind of didn't go anywhere yeah i know it, it that, i think that's the thing people are worried about much now because we've seen so much about multiplayer nothing about campaign no idea yeah. what's going on um so i'm like i'm half like happy that they've managed to keep that much of a secret i know there was a load of leaks but i somehow managed to avoid all that thankfully um yeah and i still can't believe that they left like campaign files in an open beta i was like what are you what are you playing at like it's just just d- d- why would you put them in how has somebody not spotted that it was kind of like a case of like obviously i don't want it to get leaked but i'm like i'm just what, like, yeah, you really did just have no happen. favors like yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh put a put a thing on pc which is known for data mining and like all this stuff like where because they have a modding community on mcc they're obviously going to look at the asset files and find all this yeah stuff. like immediately i mean anything that ever gets released from anyone just gets data mined the, the second it has the internet like yeah. you know maybe maybe triple check it yeah for sure i think i think in fairness though this year has been maybe maybe it's my ignorance showing but i think it has been the year of the indie there's been yes, so much indie stuff um i would 100 percent agree like some of the best games i'm thinking about from this year like death's door really sticks out what like yes. a phenomenal game which i have to get back to at some stage but it's just been so so good um i actually just started playing that this week um hmm. and it's i'm actually i'm actually having a pretty good time with it i mean i don't i don't think it's game of the year hmm. um i know like cameron for example like loved it loved it um he was trying to give it to me to play for ages and i finally succumbed when i was looking for something new um <laughs> and i'm really really enjoying it but I've got um I think I'm like eighty percent of the way through it, so I'm gonna try and finish it up this weekend. Yeah, for sure. It's it, it's very. I think it for me it strikes a really good balance between like the difficulty of like one of those sorts of games, but it's also still accessible. Um, yes. Yeah. Like I, I whenever I die in it, I never feel like oh what a trek I have to go. Like 
oh, I'm going to be that person and be like, oh, when I play Demon Souls, <laughs> it's like, but generally though, because I, when I got my PS5, I was like, I really want to play Demon Souls because I love the aesthetic of it. I think it looks really cool. Mm. <laughs> so I am not that good at video games, though, is the unfortunate problem. So I've seen the, I've seen the beginning of Demon Souls a lot. Um, right. So that's the only thing. Whenever I play Death's Door, it's like, I think it's a little bit more forgiving. Yeah, I mean, like, there are definitely parts where I've gotten to, like, fights where I'm just, like, I'm about to throw on my controller where I'm like, this is just, you know, <laughs> like, it's... But but it's been, like, very brief and, like, I usually get back and I've, I've passed every challenge so far. But they're really, really good about um, basically taking the idea of, like, the, the Demon's Souls, Dark Souls shortcut system of, like, always having... Like, you always start at the same spot, but we always make it easier for you to get back to where you were. Like, still some stuff to do, but, like, you, you get rewarded for getting back. And it's like, oh, you know, we'll make a loop. Mm-hmm. And they just took that to the nth degree. They're like, every five seconds, it's like, okay, here, blow up this wall. So now you've got a shortcut. Um, use use this lever, finish this puzzle. Here's another shortcut. Here's another shortcut. Here's a new item. Like, it's really, really good in terms of, like, condensing that that big, like, Soulsborne experience of, like, a, th- you know, 30 to 40-hour RPG down to, like, a 10 to 15 tight experience that still has the challenge um, and, like, that the, the high-risk, high high-reward sort of gameplay um, without feeling overwhelming. Yeah. I think yeah for sure and the art style as well is also phenomenal in that game. i love it yeah, yeah. and the music's so good as well like i'm just i i, I, I love everything about the game hmm. it's just the 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 gameplay is not clicking with me as much as i was hoping it was it's not quite as tight as or, or it's not quite as deliberate as something like like a dark souls or like a where it's like a lot a lot of a lot of dark souls is like okay blocking parrying waiting timing Whereas like this has a lot of that, but it's a lot more like dashing and rolling and that kind of stuff, which is you know a little bit more frenetic than what I'm used to dealing with. Yeah, I think in terms of other indie games as well, like um, Omno was really good this year. Um, yeah, I think it's criminally underrated. It is. It is very. I mean, when I played it, it is very like it very much reminds me of Journey from the PlayStation. Yeah, uh, which mm-hmm. is like one of my all-time favorite games. So I have no problems with that at all. Um, I, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. No, they are indie in the sense of, like, the Ascent is indie. But it's, like, you know, those, like, industry professionals from, like, industry veterans have made their own studio indie. Studios, yeah. Yeah, the, the Ascent is there. You've got Aliens Fireteam, which is another one, which I really which really took me by surprise, if I'm honest. Um, because I initially was like, ooh, Alien Horde mode, not really what aliens are like in the movies at all. But then I think of, like, AVP, and then I'm like, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's like, alien, aliens. It's like, okay, well, you know, two different directors, two different visions. Like, you know, yeah. I, I totally get it, yeah. It's definitely... I was, I, it... Well, no, I was just going to say, like, Alien Isolation is very much the Ridley Scott alien, and then Aliens Fireteam is very much Aliens too. <laughs> J- yeah, J- James Cameron, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Just, like, you know, now, now oh, yeah. Now all we need is a deck of cards, game over, man. Just like, yeah, exactly. No, only only safe ways to nuke it from orbit. Like, yeah, I mean, I, Alison, my, my fiance, hadn't hadn't seen Alien or Alien. So I was like, okay, we're going to do a crash course on this. And then afterwards it was like, oh, that's what like literally every movie for the next 40 years ripped off, basically. You know, any anytime there was a team of a team of commandos going into any situation. It's like, yeah, no, anytime there's like a heartbeat sensor or like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just aliens. They just, it's, it's always been aliens all the way down. Yeah. Oh no, there's um, there's probably a range of other stuff I'm forgetting about, um, which is really sad because I probably interviewed some of the developers for those things and I've forgotten about. It. Oh no, Spookware, Spookware is one that's on PC mainly, but I think that's an absolutely phenomenal game. I have always struggled to like try and describe what it is. It's like um, a point and click RPG adventure in like a 
because they uh, dread xp who published it are known for doing like horror stuff but they're like i suppose they describe it as spooky so like it's kind of a horror light sort of thing so it's not scary in the sense of like it's like gonna jump out at you it's like um spooky in the sense of like oh it's uh this cute little art style but it has like very like sometimes graphic images that you know are right. like this this would feel out of place in like a kid's movie or something um nice. but i think i think that's really cool they've like it's a, a very puzzly game so it's like going around talking to people then you do like quick puzzle or whatnot i think i think that's really intriguing and interesting so i like that stuff the i don't know hmm. what have i uh, well have, have you have you been playing anything else this week then before we move on. Um I'm trying to think if it was anything else. Yeah, it was so it was Death's Door, um, Somnium, uh, Doki Doki. Um <clears throat> oh and I also I went back to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Hmm. Just because <clears throat> I was feeling retro and I have the Japanese version here with a separate list and I was like, you know what, people have been talking about Castlevania a lot with the advanced collection coming out and I'm a big fan and I was like, is it was it is it as good as I remember? And yes, yes, it's still <laughs> one of the greatest games ever made, just not even like it's it's probably the the best one they did. I love Bloodstained. I'm a big fan of Metroidvanias in general. So going back to this one, it was just, I mean, it's its like, it's relatively simple in terms of like, it doesn't have all the like bells and whistles that later games have, but it's got the real core of, of going around in a castle, beating the shit out of like weird monsters and getting cool loot and magic and just discovering weird secrets. Hmm. Is this the um, Castlevania game that was free on Games of Gold this month? No, so that's so that's a pseudo sequel to it, where it's okay. a multiplayer version. Like all the characters from those games are now playable together, and like a, it's like it's like a loot based, like timed, um, level based Castlevania. It's very very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it a little bit with Charlotte, who's in chat. Uh, but you can play it in like teams of six, and you basically all just like rush into a dungeon and just beat the shit out of every other monster you can find. So there's no exploration. There's no like leveling. It's yeah. It's, I, I don't even know how it came about, but yeah, like it's free, so it's a great way for people to get involved. But it, playing that got me nostalgic for the old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, this was what have I been playing this week? Oh God, I can barely remember what I had for dinner yesterday. Um, I have well, it is spooky season, so I have to play some spooky games. I've been playing a bit of Alan Wake Remastered, um, which you know. Alan Wake is probably one of my all-time favorite narrative games ever made. I think anything Remedy does, I really enjoy. Anyways, so. Uh, although I haven't played Quantum Break, which is something I should probably give a look into, and um, it's yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I know that I know there's I I know it's probably considered their worst game, uh, but like in the catalog of Remedy games, it's like what is bad. Yeah, it's not like it's pretty good. Like that's still yeah, like that's that's not not a bad <laughs> list to be part of for sure. Yeah, the um, what was the other stuff I've been playing? I finished Deathloop finally, uh, very late oh, to the yeah. party, um, but I, I I think it's an enjoyable experience. It's very much a like if you've ever like played an arcane game they're like they can be quite complex to get into yeah Um this is very much a beginner's guide to arcane games if i'm honest like it's a lot easier to play um, right right because it, it kind of it there is a little bit of hand holding but it's like you can disable that if you want to and then have your own experience but yeah no i i thought it was quite fun and interesting um i don't know i, I don't know if it's something i'd revisit i feel like it's something that'll mull over with time Mm, i mean again it's not out for xbox so i haven't played it yet mm. i'm still waiting for the uh the um exclusivity to to roll over on that but apparently it will be coming at some stage now that microsoft owns bethesda yeah um but like i, I love the arcade like i love arcane stuff um with like um like dishonored especially dishonored 2 is is a fantastic game mm-hmm. um death of the outside is not too bad but like i i love pretty much everything arcane's ever done and especially like prey 
Mm. That what what they did with Prey and just basically taking. I mean, people say like it's a Bioshock clone, which is a System Shock clone, which is you know all the way back to that. But it, they, they they basically took Bioshock and put it back in space, which I was like, that's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I think that that was one of those games that really I don't think got the got the, the amount of love and attention it deserved because I think it's like in terms of like it is a bit overwhelming because you get kind of paralyzed by choice in terms of like. It's like, well, you've got like 10 different ways to solve the situation. Guess what? Try and figure out what the best one is. And it's like, I, I, I might just turn this off and look at a guide or something. Cause I just, you know, I don't want to make the wrong choice. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I need to go back and play Prey at some stage now because I have it again. <laughs> one of those games that I have that I just, I bought with the intention of playing. Cause I know it's good. I've, I've, like, I've mm. seen people play it and I know it's right down my alley. It's just finding the time for that is just ridiculously difficult at this stage. I also did play a bit of Max Payne 2 this week. Which is a game I haven't oh. replayed, replayed in a while. Uh, I know, very, very random one to pick. Either you play one or three, really. I think is what the main. Yeah, because one, one is kind of like the the, the, the darling. Two is kind of that's good, but you know, and yeah. then three kind of is completely different. Yeah, no. I, the one thing I, I love the first, the first Max Payne, and I do very much like three because I think it's it's got probably some of the best gunplay mechanics out of the mm-hmm. entire series. But it's like three has an awful problem of just having over cinematics like overly cinematic so it's got way too many cutscenes for like just arbitrary stuff like opening doors um and the one thing about like revisiting max Payne 2 is that it kind of has that as well like the opening segment max Payne 2 i feel like i've walked into one room and then it's like a five minute like comic or sketch and i love that stuff in max Payne. like that's that'd be that's Mm -hmm. perfectly fine for like my first playthrough but when you're going back on it again you're just like I want my quick fix of like Max Payne combat. It's like, oh, this is yeah. this is getting diving through the air, shooting guns, and mm. suddenly you're like, okay, well now I need to hear about this. I need to hear about yeah, Max Payne's drinking problem for a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, I always I always had the biggest problem with Max Payne three storyline because it's like, you know, Max Max Payne's like story is very much like him grieving over his wife in the first game and getting revenge on that, and then the second game is him kind of coming to terms with that and like getting on with his life, and then three completely undoes that, and it's like, okay, now he's an absolute mess again. He's getting drunk every night and then he goes off and saves whoever and then the end he celebrates by having another drink and you're like come on man like it's just it's, it's like i mean to be fair he, he did just like blow up a plane and like at an international airport and just cause you know a massive huge <laughs> international incident so he's like man maybe he's due a drink you know um, yeah i mean the, the game is basically man on fire the game um yeah, which i'm much. like totally fine because that's because that's a great it's a great movie i love that movie yeah. but it's pretty much what it is. It's like, yeah, we just set it in Brazil. And um, I, I played a lot of that recently because they were shutting down the multiplayer servers mm-hmm. on the 360. So I had to go back and, and clean it up as much as I could and decided to do a run through of the campaign on the New York, uh, New York minute where you have a minute per level uh, and every headshot you get gets six seconds. Um, and if you die, you go back to the beginning of the level. Mm. So I, I saw a lot of those cutscenes a lot of times <laughs> and there were so many of them like opening a door you know sneaking into an area having some like you know having some hard-boiled detective quip before shooting a guy in the head yeah. but I've, I've kind of realized that most of it is hiding loading loading screens is the is the thing is that like you because you can try and skip through them and sometimes they'll skip and sometimes they won't but a lot of the time it's like no we need to load the assets we need to slow things down a bit because we didn't optimize this game properly basically mm. for sure um we're just past the hour mark now so i am going to give the honors throw it over to you plug all your stuff to the people in this chat who are probably already from your stuff but do it anyways for the people who may be listening on either spotify and whatnot and then youtube later on 
Sure. So, um, so I'm, I'm part of the Hall of Gamers uh, podcast. We're a achievement hunting podcast mainly around the Xbox system. Um, myself, uh, Matt, uh, Neomaster, and uh, Cameron Shadowless Edge. We talk each week about uh, the games we've been playing. We go into a bit of the new stuff. I sing a song at the beginning of each episode, um, and Cameron uh, never correctly identifies what the song is. Um, also, but to be fair, to be fair, I don't have any backing music, and I've changed the lyrics of the song to be video game related. So it it is a little bit difficult. Uh, this week's one was especially bad. Uh, and then yeah, we talk about you know we do questions that kind of stuff. We've got a big achievement hunting community. We do competitions. You know, basically everything that any video game podcast has ever done, we've basically stolen all their ideas. Um, but if you want to find us, yeah, it's our Hall of Gamers pod is our Twitch. Uh, and you can find us Hall of Gamers on YouTube, um, Spotify, you know, anywhere you can pretty much hear a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'd have all that if it's on YouTube or Spotify, whatnot, they'd be all linked down below if any of you want to go and check that out as well. Uh, in terms of us, um, you know, as usual, I have to go through a plethora of stuff that I've now forgotten. But thankfully, there's a nice little screen beside me that has all our socials on it. So you can follow the Indie Insight podcast over on just Twitter at Indie Insight underscore. But the main sort of umbrella of it all is Gaming Sandbox, which is the website run by myself and Connor. Uh, You can follow that over on Twitter at Gaming Sandbox underscore two. Same on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's just at Gaming Sandbox. Um, If you're watching this video on YouTube or Spotify, we'd appreciate you either following the podcast or giving it a a subscribe, depending on what platform you're on. That's always greatly appreciated. Uh, Last week, we had an interview with David Szymanski, who's the uh, developer of Dusk. This next week, I think we're hoping to have on the composer for Omno, Benedict Nichols. So few stuff coming up don't like to flex that much i try my best <laughs> but you, should, you should keep keep flexing flex keep as much flexing. as possible Just, yeah, yeah so it's, go. it's got the queen the week after <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then cameron's gonna show up i guess at some stage on an episode right yeah and we're all leading up to that big episode so you know i, I don't know if cameron's still in chat but big shoes to fill so don't feel pressured cameron yeah um but no it's been an absolute pleasure matt really appreciate it oh. um we'll have to have you and cameron on again or vice versa i think we i don't know i kind of prefer the format without cameron if i'm honest yeah no i, I mean that, I, look I, I would do the show on my own if i could no no they are they, you can fucking kill me for that one i i i like i i i have i will say at the end of the show like i it is a persona i am joking like I, it is a thing that i do for the podcast and for other podcasts i'm not actually think, that much uh, of a dickhead in real life i mean i'm a little bit but not to that extreme I think cameron's the, a very very yeah, I think for the Very next nice pod- podcast, uh, you're going to be metaphorically sleeping on the couch, Matt. So yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's actually going to re- just going to replace my overlay with just like just a, a big dick just right on my face. They're just going to be like, oh well, you know, this just is what it is. Well, on that lovely image, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, and I suppose, granted, if this works, and I'm hoping it does, uh, we'll see you all next week again with either a guest or just Cam, or just Cameron, maybe possibly as someone I have to get in contact with again or Connor and just us shitting on about different bits and pieces. But we really appreciate you all coming out. Thank you so much. And we will see you all next week. See you later.